Are we ready for a new world order? The United States is in the state of war. The key to the new war would be secrecy. There's a plan for world governance that's in place that's eating like a metastasized cancer into every nation for inbound and the entire world. Under the banner of saving the planet, we're drowning liberty. Under the veil of the green agenda, civil liberties are being restricted, constricted, and suffocated in every nation, state, county, city, town, and village in the world. The plan is being imposed locally. To check out how it's being imposed locally, let's check out the first Jeremy Elliott Show, episode one. What is their story, though? How do they create the panic? Before we get into that, be sure to stay up to date with everything iconic by following us on all of our social media. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share our videos. To support us, you can go to patreon.com slash theiconicpodcast and make a monthly pledge. You can also make your way over to the Iconic label and purchase some merchandise and gear. Now let's get back to it. Well, they've created a, an artificial problem. They say the planet is heating up fast. The ice caps are melting. Sea levels are rising. Biodiversity is being threatened. There are too many people. Carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases are contributing to the rise of, of temperatures worldwide. Our use of oil and natural gas combined with the development of the world's rural areas is intensifying global warming and therefore climate change. We have to make a change and we have to make that change fast. Time is running out. Celebrities, officials, and all sane people across the world agree that we're in danger and that human beings are the actual cause. Really, you are the cause. And so it's time you take responsibility for your actions and stop being selfish. You were told that multi-story housing must be built along bus and rail lines in your town and that the current design of buildings and streets in your area, well, those are all wrong. You were told that living in the rural or suburban lifestyle is, is bad for the planet and that you drive too much, you eat too many cows, you waste too much water on your lawn and your garden, you use too much energy and you're destroying the planet with your selfish attitude. To solve this problem, well, enter the United Nations 1992 Real Earth Summit, which produces the International Council on Local Environmental Initiatives, or ICLE, a non-governmental organization to implement Agenda 21 locally around the world in every city, town, and region to reverse the effects of human climate change. Chapter 27 of UN Agenda 21 focuses on the role of NGOs in implementing the agenda worldwide to combat your selfishness. NGOs are used to blur the lines between government and private sectors. As governments become less and less able to maintain staff, they will contract out services with organizations, civil society organizations, which are not accountable to the people. ICLE is such a group. It has a special consultative status to the United Nations, a position held only by a handful of the millions of nonprofit groups worldwide. ICLE is the implementation arm of the United Nations Agenda 21 for Sustainable Development. The goal is to lobby and provide policy consultation design to influence and change local governmental policies related to all aspects of human life. ICLE sells training materials to governments. ICLE's powerful online application ClearPath dramatically improves how cities use data to meet their climate goals. ClearPath is a comprehensive emissions management platform that guides local governments through a proven step-by-step -step process for cutting carbon pollution. Cities begin calculating their community's carbon footprint in the inventory module. 
ClearPath makes it easy to create emissions inventories consistent with global protocols like the GPC and to send data to public reporting sites like the Carbon Climate Registry. Next, cities use ClearPath's forecast module to examine how their community's emissions will change over time and to better understand what the future will hold if no action is taken. Cities then use the planning module to evaluate climate change policies and programs and visually communicate how they will meet their emissions reduction targets. Finally, cities use the monitoring module to track projects and trends, supporting a process of continuous improvement in climate performance. Currently, over 300 U.S. communities are using ClearPath to track their energy and emissions data. A select group of just 17 communities have demonstrated estimated reductions of over 11 million tons of carbon pollution, equal to taking 2.5 million cars off the road in the U.S. We're all in this together. And finally, we have a clear path forward. Sets up climate adaption programs and measures and monitors community greenhouse gas emissions and more. Even with all the efforts that are put forth by all the partner nations, ICLE warns those valiant efforts alone would not reach a sustainable level of resource consumption and pollution in communities, better known as the ecological footprint of cities. Notice even if every local government ICLE performed in the most advanced manner into the future, that it would not be enough to reach a sustainable level. Do you feel the panic? Are you not buying it? Well, they'll pass some legislation to make you buy into it. But what exactly does that ICLE member receive? Before we get into that, stay up to date with everything iconic by following us on all of our social media. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and like our videos. To support us, you can go to patreon.com slash the iconic podcast and make a monthly contribution. You can also go to the iconic label.com and purchase a hoodie, a hat, or a t-shirt. Now let's get back to it. What does an ECLA member receive? Well, clean air and climate protection software and training, tools, guidebooks, case studies, and other resources, including a library of local government sample ordinances, policies, resolutions, and other supporting documentation. They get webinar training and workshops, state, regional, national, and international peer networking opportunities, technical and programmatic expertise and assistance from their staff, regional, state, federal, and funding updates, as well as federal and international policy analysis. They also receive annual training and leadership events in recognition with rewards. They also get representation in international meetings. The big one here is the clean air and climate protection software and training. That's the key. Why? ICLE is here to help save the planet from climate change and your city will play a huge role in that process. How do we know? Because your city conducted a climate resiliency study to measure your greenhouse gas emissions. Your city or your county's general plan needs to be changed to conform to UN Agenda 21. Remember though, they want your buy-in so that they can say that it's your plan. So we need you to to run a clean air and climate protection software and go through the training modules. And once you're done with that, you'll see how much of a pollutant you are. We need you to buy into it because we need you to go to represent the plan to your people as your own. We'll teach you exactly how to do it. Together, we can save the planet if and only if you follow these new rules. This isn't a left or a right issue. No American wants an increase in domestic surveillance corporate takeover of our political, legal, and governmental systems, restriction of free speech, or the enormous waste of our resources through endless wars, phony climate crises, and fake pandemics, 
And no matter what you call it, if you call it smart growth or sustainable development or form-based zoning or capacity consistency and rebuilding or wildlands projects or homelands projects or outcome-based education, it's world government. And it's based on collectivism, corporatic in structure, authoritarian in scope, communistic in implementation, ideologically it's communitarian, technocratic in its control mechanism, and feudalistic when it's finally implemented. The question is not, what is Agenda 21? The question should be, what isn't Agenda 21? And it's not Republican, it's not Democratic, it's not Libertarian, and it's not Independent. It's Communitarian. That's the new law of the land. What is Communitarianism? Well, few Americans will ever have been taught the original Communitarian law, derivative Communitarian law, or complementary Communitarian law, even in higher education. Most schools introduce their students to international law and leave it at that. Communitarianism is now the new surrogate individual. Well, what does that actually mean? Before we get to that, stay up to date with everything Iconic by following us on all of our social media. Don't forget to like our videos and subscribe to our channel. To support us, you can go to patreon.com slash the iconic podcast and make a monthly pledge. You can also go to theiconiclabel.com and purchase a hat, a hoodie, or some gear. Now let's get back to it. Well, what does it mean? What is communitarianism as a surrogate individual? Well, since the long arms of Agenda 21 are reaching into every area of the world, the philosophy of communitarianism is being passed along with it. People are slowly, quietly, passively being pushed into what's known as the hive mind, the collective mind, or consensus thinking, mass formation psychosis, or groupthink, or whatever term you like to use to describe it. Individual rights and freedoms in general are to give way to the needs of the communities, as described by the globalist governing body. The United Nations Agenda 21 calls for lowering the standards of living for Americans so that the people in poorer countries will have more. That's called a redistribution of wealth. Only then will there be social justice, which is a cornerstone of Agenda 21. The lines between governmental and non-governmental groups will be blurred more and more as unelected local groups make policy decisions using what's known as the Delphi Technique to manufacture consensus. What is this Delphi Technique? Well, developed by the RAND Corporation as a Cold War mind control technique used to channel a group of people to accept a point of view that is imposed on them while at the same time convincing them that it was their idea. Well, what are they using this technique to make you think it was your idea? that your individual rights and freedoms need to be balanced against the collective rights of the whole, that your freedoms need to be limited for the common good. The same goes for your nation's sovereignty. Nations and their populations have acted irresponsibly and have almost irrevocably damaged the world's ecosystems. But thankfully, we can all come together and balance our individual rights and freedoms against the collective whole, and not only individuals but on a global level as well. That's communitarianism. Its influence has already been seen in the last two decades in the political sphere. So how do we get this communitarian thinking implemented into the United States? Well, as you also may know, Clinton was elected president in November of 1992, and six months later, he issued Executive Order 12852, which created the President's Council on Sustainable Development, the PCSD. It first met in summer of 1993 and continued into 1999. The PCSD immediately began laying the groundwork for implementing Agenda 21 inside the United States. The goal was to change public policy to bring it in line with a new agenda for the 21st century. The PCSD formalized its recommendations in Sustainable America, 
a new consensus. The President's Council on Sustainable Development, the PCSD, gave a grant to the American Planning Association to design legislative guidebooks to be used as the blueprint in every city, county, and state in the United States in order to implement Agenda 21. This document, called the Growing Smart Legislative Guidebook, Model Statutes for Planning and Management of Change, took seven years to complete and a full nine years to arrive at this final version. It's called a guidebook, but really it's a blueprint that contains sample legislation, ordinances, rules, regulations, and statutes to be incorporated into the general plans of every city and county within the United States. By 2002, every planning department in every local, state, and federal department that governs land use had a copy and was implementing the practices along with every university, college, junior college, private school, and teaching institution in our nation was using Growing Smart in its curriculum. Now, does that sound familiar to you? Well, it should, because Growing Smart is today's smart growth. Over the last 10 years, there's been a planning revolution across the United States. It was the implementation of Agenda 21's Growing Smart under the, the idea of mixed usage. Redevelopment is a tool to further Agenda 21's vision of remaking America's cities with redevelopment. Economic collapses get engineered and they create a chain of events. The loss of funding means a loss of services to outlying areas, which means roads and utilities are not readily maintained in rural and suburban areas. Roads not being maintained means that schools are not being supported in those areas. Law enforcement, fire, and social services not being available in those areas. Eventually, department stores close, utility service, gas, and energy providers won't provide access due to, well, loss of roadway access, faulty or ill-maintained equipment, safety hazards, and so roads, supplies, and utilities become less and less and less available. Eventually, on and off-road ramps to those areas get closed due to quote-unquote safety concerns, cutting off entrances and exit options for vehicular traffic to and from these locations. The net result is a pro-con list of existing and future residents saying that the cons for living in such an area far outweigh the pros for living or even moving there. The net result is a gradual movement of that population out of those areas into a denser city center location. And to add to that list, we have engineered food shortages, supply chain disruptions, an increase in cost of gasoline coupled with higher cost of energy to heat and cool those larger, more distant homes from city centers, and you have more and more pressure to leave those areas. Cities cannot afford to extend their services outside their core areas. Slowly, people will not be able to afford single-family homes, afford private cars, and will become more and more dependent upon the state, thus more dependent upon the roundtable organizations. The idea is to apply the pressure that makes their lives as uncomfortable as possible. And they being oblivious to the fact that they're being systematically targeted, they think these are just naturally occurring events and they blame it on things like, well, the stock market or inflation or pandemics or Russians or North Koreans or whatever other nonsense they can think of, while behind the scenes, they're being systematically manipulated at every turn or every step of the way. And then those manipulators step in and provide all the solutions that you're so desperately in need of, which is what they said that they would do from the beginning. The push is for you to get off the land and become more dependent, get out of the suburbs and into the cities, out of the private use of your homes and into condos, out of the private cars and onto your bikes. Bicycle advocacy groups are becoming very powerful now and are being used to help reshape and redevelop the cities for sustainable development. 
national groups such as the Complete Streets or Thunderhead Alliance have training programs teaching their members how to pressure for redevelopment. It's about remaking the cities and rural areas for sustainable development. High density urban development without parking for cars is the actual goal. They call them transit villages. This means that the whole town needs to be demolished and rebuilt in the image of sustainable development under the ideology of communitarianism. Communitarianism is the idea of balancing the rights of the individual with the so-called rights of the community. So how can you balance the rights of the individual with those of the community? Before we get into that, stay up to date with everything iconic, but follow us on all of our social media. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and like our videos. To support us, you can go to patreon.com slash the iconic podcast and make a monthly pledge. You can also go to the iconic label to purchase a hat, a hoodie, or a t-shirt. So how do you balance the rights of the individual with the rights of the community? The answer is simple. You don't, because that's stupid. And it reveals a false dichotomy. Why? Because the community is a non-entity. It has no rights under the Constitution. Individuals have rights and responsibilities that are inalienable, but the community, there is no such entity in existence. There is no such thing as the community as a whole, or the collective, or the global society. So the idea of balancing the rights of the individual against the rights of the community is a, well, it's a false dichotomy, a false choice, a false presupposition that should be called out for what it is. It's nonsense. The term community somehow gets the same rights and consideration as the individual is granted under the Constitution and makes a move from just being a term that refers to a group of right-bearing citizens to an entity itself as if it, it can possess rights that an individual citizen is guaranteed under the Constitution. This sleight-of-hand magician's trick is a literary device used by the roundtable groups to trick unsuspecting citizens into thinking that, well, that there is a collective, a real entity known as the community that has rights, responsibilities that should be balanced against the rights of the individual. Now, we see the rhetoric of a global community under additional rhetoric of climate change. This is being pitched as the enlightened, politically correct position. If you disagree with it, or more literally, if you're familiar with the history, and you know that it's just a ploy for world government, then you're labeled selfish if you insist that your individual rights and freedoms are to be protected. And this is the label that's placed on you by the UN Agenda 21. These dictators who run trusts, foundations, planning departments, city and town councils, think tanks, provinces and states, non-governmental foundations, secret societies have crafted rhetoric to make you think that you're selfish for standing up for your rights if you reject their power grab. And you're considered selfish because according to them, you should accept this idea for the good of the planet for everyone's safety, for your health, to protect your children, to limit workplace violence, to end poverty, to end bullying, to stop world hunger, to protect the rights of those in the future, to elevate the rights of women and young girls, to make more equitable, sustainable, and a prosperous world. To each of these we can say, nonsense. Because to feed the world, you have to control the world's food supplies. To end poverty, you have to control all the money. To stop bullying, you have to impose ideologies and enforcement mechanisms. To secure everyone, you have to control everyone. Part of the plan is to speak in coded language and deliberate vagary and elusive jargon designed to disguise the true motives and ambitions hidden behind buzzwords, vocabulary deliberately designed to keep people from being alarmed. Words like equity, equality, social justice, diversity, inclusiveness, stakeholders, consensus, progressive, smart, green, regional, sustainable, all buzzwords with empty slogans like build back better, we're all in this together, stay home, stay strong, apart but united, are used to manipulate you 
When you hear jargon like this, you know that you're being conditioned to support and accept the project or the plan that they've attached to it without any questions asked. They are designer buzzwords and slogans created to help you feel as though you belong to the masses, that you're doing something positive and good, and that you'll gain acceptance by participating in them. It's a smokescreen, a movie prop, a mirage of water for parched lips, and the deserted barren wasteland of empty promises inspired by the devil himself.